Hey everybody, <laughs> what you doing? Thank you, Mike and Ike, one, two, three, four, for following the Elijah underscore 5000 page channel, web browser site thing. Yeah. Oh, what was I doing earlier? What was I doing earlier? It's Captain. Captain. I don't even know if I could do that. John Luke. John Luke Picard. Oh, no. I've started music. I don't want that. I love the music, but I don't want to start it now. People have not joined just yet. People are trying to join. I see them joining right now, but we're not starting the show yet. If you feel it, it's a sexy feeling. The feeling you get when people arrive and they're in your stream. Ah, can you feel it? See, I feel pumped. I'm ready for it. I'm just like, Getting the voice ready. Getting, getting. Uh, okay, impressions time. I, I said John Luke Picard, and I can't do it now. I don't know what I was saying though. What was I talking about? To where I thought he was like, you don't know who you're talking to. Damn it! I'm John Luke Picard. Uh, I'm just not hitting it right now. Um, Richard Taplin. <sighs> oh, that's a tough one to do. Because his voice is not too far off. It's more like a lot of inflections and facial expressions. More so. Uh, but what you heard just a minute ago about the show, that was that was Richard's little Herbert from uh, Family Guy. The old guy. Oh, man. Oh, please. There we go. Okay, that's good. Stream's looking strong. People are arriving. They, uh, I don't know, put their shit up for the weekend, and then they're ready for another show. It's only 4.55. Fucking 25 minutes after. We're supposed to start the motherfucking show, but... Shit happens, people. Sorry. But it does. No one's more sorry about the shit that happens than I am. But it happened. We're going to move past it now. I'm using my... You know whose voice this is. I see. <laughs> I'm having too much fun Tomorrow, bet your bottom. Dog. See the thing that I like, and I'm. This is this is just straight facts. Nobody asked me about this shit. I just just give it to you for free. Fuck. Um, I like show tunes. The shit is hype because you get a good actor. You get a good white actor. Uh, let me say, and then they get a song. 
and they chew that bitch up and they put in these these pauses and the pauses they just they grab you because like uh tomorrow tomorrow is supposed to have like this melody that moves along marches along i'll be like tomorrow yeah tomorrow hey what's your name chewbarka nice to see you you from out of town come here come here yeah a little closer Oh, you're such a good boy. Tomorrow. And now it is these long ass pauses. They just chew it up, but that's the reason why I love it. And so look at my Spotify playlist. You will hear and see some show tunes. But without further ado, it is now 457. Everything that I needed to check looks damn good. Uh, Let's start that nasty, sexy sexual intro music This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackin Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackin. You're listening to the Eliza Baby Show. Those sexy little boys down there in Blackin Studios. And I just want to sponsor y'all and tell y'all a good job. Thanks for downloading the Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. You can also email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. There we go. There we go. And now I got to stop the music because the computer's doing some weird shit. But, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oklahoma's favorite podcast, the most illustrious podcast in all of the land, The Elijah Bailey Show. And as you can see, I'm solo dolo again because the underscore buckety is busy back at the uh, Blacken Cave. Getting shit ready. Like, it looks pretty black in here, but, like, his cave, he has his very own Alfred at this point, which is fucking amazing. But, um, mentioning Alfred, this is the first week of the month, or this episode will come out during the first week of the month. And uh, you know what that means. 
I'm, I'm wearing a, a Wolverine shirt. It, it's I, I said the Black and Cave referencing Batman. It means comics, comics, comics. This is a comic book week, and if you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, each and every week is something new. First week of the month is comics. Second week of the month is anime. Third week is video games. Fourth week is Bailey Bugle. If there is a fifth week, that is um, damn. What the fuck do you call those? It's so uh, I learned it in the the public schools, but I learned it from from my white friends, and I can't remember what it's called. But it's like it's a toss up. It's just a, I don't know what the fuck I want to talk about today. It's this little Mario. Anyway, uh, this is Comic Book Week. Uh, thank you guys. We have a lot of new followers. Um, Travis and and then also. Um, Mike and Ike, which I think I said at the top of this uh, video. Thank you guys for following. Thank you guys uh, that do have Amazon Prime each and every month. You have a free subscription on Twitch if you're watching at twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000. So if you like what we do here, the games we play, the commentary, the shit that you see and hear, uh, you can go ahead and give that subscription to us because we greatly appreciate it because it helps fund and fuel uh, everything that we do here, the equipment, the, the lighting, the scenes, the, the happiness that fills my soul. Um, but what do you want? Come here. What is it? We have, we have a guest. Come here. Come on. Come on. What you need? Oh, it's, it's Chewbarka. Hi. What's wrong? What is it? Oh, he just... Wanted to say hi. He just wanted to say hi and get hair on me. But let's get back to the show. So, uh, like I said, four weeks, five weeks of a month. Each week is something different. And it is no different than any other week of the month. It's comics, like I said. So let's get into it. There is a lot of news. A lot of things happen. Try to ignore the glare on these stunning glasses. These aren't even... Uh, I'm not even going to say anything. Uh... And we're also going to talk about, because if you looked at the title of this month in comics as Iron Mike battles Captain Hook, we're going to talk about Mike Tyson exhibition, the Legends Only exhibition with Roy Jones Jr., what I thought about it, what I saw during that fight, um, the consensus for that fight, uh, and, and go from there. Uh, but let's start. It's December. Comic releases is what we're getting into. And if you're new to this, I don't give you the full release. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show there, you can click on whichever publisher it is. Marvel DC comic image, because if you look at the show notes, everything is uh, categorized and highlighted. Uh, when you click on one of those highlighted uh, buttons, it'll take you to the link to where you can see the full list of every comic that is coming out from that publisher in the month of December. Now, I don't have any pictures, so I'm going to read this to you and then I'm going to try to flip the screen. Uh, but we always start with Marvel Comics. So first up, King in Black, issue number one of five. This caught my eye because there is a lot going on here. There's like a black symbiotic Spider-Man red Batman-ish symbol on this Joker grinning guy's face. And you have Hulk, Captain America, uh, Wolverine, Cyclops. But this was written by Donny Cates. Uh, and then the art and the uh, color are by Ryan Stegman. There are a multitude of variant covers by other artists. Again, go to patreon.com to check those out. But after a campaign across the galaxy, 
Anul's death march arrives to Earth, and worse yet, he hasn't come alone. Uh, with an army of hundreds of thousands of symbiote dragons at his command, the King in Black is a force unlike any Earth's heroes have ever uh, faced. I, why did I mess up the easiest word? Ever faced. Eddie Brock, a.k.a. Venom, has seen firsthand the chaos that even one of Null's symbiotic monsters can wreak. Will he survive an encounter with the God of the Abyss himself? And then it goes on to hype it up even more like it needs more hype from Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman, J.P. Mayer, Frank Martin and V.C.'s Clayton's Cows comes the definitive chapter in their two year long Venom saga that changed everything you thought you knew about the symbiotes. 56 pages rated T plus five dollars and ninety nine cents comes out sometime in December. Not sure when I'm about to scroll back up here. And this is what the uh, the cover looks like. The cover looks badass. There's uh, two covers I saw, and I I love both of them. I like the style of it. I like. Um, hang on. Boom. There we go. I like the style. I like the color. I like the way that everybody is pitted, you know, Venom standing in the center. And there are a lot of comics coming out this month that have the king in black. Uh associated with them so as you're looking through uh marvel's list this month check out some of those titles and what characters are associated with it because those comics look like they're pretty interesting as well um but as always we, we limit it to two for the big companies marvel dc and then one for image and dark horse but now like image and dark horse is bringing a lot of new heat a lot of new content a lot of different content that we haven't seen before so uh, again when you listen to the comic that I give you from DC or, or from image or dark horse. Remember there is a list of even more unique comics, uh, from those publishers as well, but let's get to the next one. The next one on the list is black cat issue. Number one. Now this caught my eye because each one of the covers there is, uh, and the one that we're going to look at is the King in black cover, but there are three other ones and the style is, is crazy. Uh, written by Jed, uh, McKay. Um, art by C.F. Villa and the cover by Pepe Larraz. Sketch variant cover by Pepe Larraz. Variant cover um, by C.V. Villa. Uh, the And when you look at the, um, when you go into D.C. and you look at Black Cat, because it comes right up underneath um, the uh, King in Black, the very first comic that I talked about, you'll see each one of those variants. And as it goes down and lists the variant cover and who they're by, you'll see the style. Um, and I, I love the one that Sarah Pichel does, uh, really look at that one, the, the color, the, the softness of the brush strokes. It, it looks really good. And then the variant cover, uh, the last one is by Scott A. Young. Hang on. And, Feeling lucky. Null's attack on Earth interrupts the Black Cat's latest heist. And if you know Felicia, you know that's a problem. So the cat and her crew aim to steal something of uh, greatest value to both Null and Earth's hope of survival. You'll have to pick up the issue to find out what. Uh, the issue guest stars the X-Men, Captain America, and Doctor Strange. Don't miss it. Now, the thing I love about that when I read it is like it gets back to that old comic type feel like guest starring this week or featuring in this comic when you could just add anybody you want 
at all because you know the the continuity crosses over it makes it feel like it's going to be almost like a sitcom type comic so i'm excited to read it or like um um like Captain Marvel, like, you know, the Captain Marvel has a certain feel. There is drama, there is tension, but it also feels upbeat. Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to. 32 pages rated T plus uh, $3.99. Let's go back up. We'll turn the screen around and let you guys take a look at what this cover looks like. Now, again, this is the King in Black. You'll always see a uh, King in Black brand in the corner somewhere to know what goes along with that series. And um, as always, at the end of the series, we'll see most likely a uh, a huge, huge graphic novel containing stories like from each one of these characters as the uh, series progress in uh, chronological order. DC Comics Justice League Endless Winter number one, badass cover, written by Andy uh, Lanning and Ron Mars. Art by Howard Porter. Backup story art by Marco Santucci. Santucci uh, cover by Mikhail uh, Jenin. And then cover stock variant cover by Daniel Warner Johnson. Uh, Endless Winter, Chapter 1. The crossover event of the season begins here. The Justice League encounters an existential, uh, existential uh, uh, level global... See, now I'm, I'm, I'm doing the buck thing. The Justice League enters an extinction-level global storm brewing at a former site in the uh, Fortress of Solitude. Enter the Frost King, a monster mad with power and an uh, army at his command. What devastating mystery lies in his past, and how does he uh, tie to the Queen uh, Hippolyta, Swamp Thing, uh, Viking Prince, and their reluctant ally, Black Adam? And there's a lot of comics where... Black Adam is helping our heroes. There's one that I saw that was really interesting where he's uh, carrying Barry Allen to the Justice League. So I'm excited to see what he does. But two timelines will reveal further clues and secrets throughout each chapter of this blockbuster tale. On sale December 1st, uh, $4.99, 40 pages, one of two. Cardstock cover is $5.99. Let's go back up and look at this cover. This cover just is... uh, it has that uh, Justice League Frontier feel to it. And it just looks beautiful. Diana in the front holding her sword with the both of the emblems of Wonder Woman. Yeah, Batman behind her shoulder. Uh, Superman flying, uh, holding his hand back for a punch. The Flash, Aquaman, and then Jon Stewart, Green Lantern. And I, I, it's just beautiful. It looks nice. It caught my eye. And then I love the synopsis. I love what they're doing. Uh, with these comics, so I can't wait to see what happens next. Uh, next in DC's list, Generation Shattered Issue 1. This has a very, very old classic feel. Uh, I love the characters on the cover, but written by Dan Jurgens, Andy Schmidt, and Robert Vedetti. Art by Ian uh, Ivan Reyes, Brian Hitch, Kevin Nolan, Aaron uh, Lopresti, Fernando... Pasarin, Paul Pelteller, and others. Uh, covered by uh, some of the names, oh, well, actually, all the names listed above. Uh, a threat of cosmic proportion to DC's newest and oldest universe compels one of the most unusual groups of heroes ever assembled to take on the most mi- uh, mysterious foe they have ever encountered. 
what started in Detective Comics issue 1027 explodes out of Dark Knight's death metal to tell the story of the generation spanning history of the DC universe. Join the original Batman, uh, Kamandi, Starfire, Sinestro, Booster Gold, Dr. Light, Steel, and Sinestro in their quest to save the universe before time runs out. One shot on sale uh, December 28th, and this is also January 5th, 21, uh, $9.99, 80 pages. And once you look at this cover, you'll see twice in this list. So I need to go back and look at this cover. Yeah, I don't know why I do it. I know you guys heard it. I don't know why I banged the mouse like it's going to, you know, make anything shake loose. But I did. Sorry. It is what it is. But here's the cover. And like I say, you see Steel, Batman, uh, Booster Gold, uh, Sinestro, Starfire. And yeah, who the, who's that? I don't know. You got two others. But I like the color I like the appeal I like the way that it does feel like an old school classic comic but also has uh the same feel of you know Teen Titans a little bit next we go to Image Comics as you can see there I'm already this is homesick uh pilots love beautiful art beautiful color or actually died yeah let's go ahead and switch back Boom. Uh, homesick pilots writer Dan Waters and artist is Casper uh, Uh The team behind Limbo, Dan Waters uh, from Lucifer and Coffin Bound, and Casper Wijndjar from Star Wars and Peter Cannon Thunderbolt launch a brand new ongoing series. In the summer of 1994, a haunted house walks around, across California. I had to make sure I read that right because I thought I read something else earlier. In the summer of 1994, a haunted house walks across California inside Amy, uh, lead singer of a high school punk band who's been missing for weeks. How did she get there and what do these ghosts want? Expect three chord songs and big bloody action. That's Power Ranger meets The Shining. Yes, really. December 9th, 2020, $3.00. And ninety nine cents again. I like the color uh, of the background. I like the fact that she's blue and her eyes just white, and then her hair is black, and it just kind of draws the fact that you see that the haunted house is inside of her, and then the homesick pilots is just aesthetically pleasing. And last but not least, let's move out from Image Comics and go to uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse Comics is is always amazing, and you know they always follow a trend. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Song of Glory, number three, issue three. Written by Caven Scott, art by Martin Tunkney, uh, colorist Mike Atea, and then uh, cover artist Douglas P. Lobo. Uh, As the rigid Vikings retaliate, the kings of Starvengar and his people are vulnerable with both of their champions seeking glory elsewhere. Ivor's prize is within her reach. But will she choose the power it could bring, or does her destiny lie with her kingdom? And back at the uh, and back at the merchant's castle, S- uh, Sigurd faces off with the assassins for a more 
them pleasurable treasure. Uh, publication date will be December 23rd, my birthday. Uh, 32 pages and $3.99. Let's scroll back up and take a look at it. I mean, I love the art. I love um, what I've seen from Valhalla. I need to go ahead and get it. I have not yet, but this is one of the tiles is coming from Dark Horse Comic. Again, right here where this highlighted uh, Dark Horse Comics is on the uh, show notes, you can click that link and it'll take you to all the comics that are releasing this month from Dark Horse Comics. Let's keep it moving because there is a lot to cover. I feel like that took longer than I wanted it to. Uh, our uh, black comic character to appreciate in this week's episode. Let's take a look. Angela Williams. Thanks for liking the stream. Yay. <laughs> all the love. Um, but the black comic character that we are uh, honoring this episode is Icon. Icon story is crazy. Uh, an original character from Milestone Comics, which Milestone Comics was taken away, but it has been brought back um, as of this year by DC Comics. But a character from Milestone Comics, he was created by Dwayne McDuff and M.D. Bright and first appeared in Icon issue number one, May 1993. Although publication and distribution by DC Comics, the milestone title took place in a different continuity. In addition to guest appearances and other titles, the character appeared uh, monthly in his own series until the milestone's imprint was discontinued in 1997. In 1994, the character was included uh, in World Col Worlds Collide, a month-long crossover between Milestone and DC Comics Superman titles. Um, at the 2008 Comic-Con, DC Comics executive editor Dan uh, DiDio announced that Milestone Universe and characters would be revived and merged into the DC Universe as part uh, of an arrangement between DC Comics and Milestone Media. The merger treated the characters as new to the universe, ignoring the previous crossover. Icon, along with Shadow Cabinet, appeared in Justice League of America, Volume Number 2, Issue 27, written by Dwayne McDuff. In 1839, an alien, and this is uh, our character's um, backstory that I'm going to now. So in 1839, an alien starliner malfunction exploded, jettisoning a life pod in the middle of a cotton field in uh, the American South. The pod automatically altered the appearance of its passenger named Arnus to uh, mimic the first sentient life form who discovered it. The life form was an enslaved black woman named Miriam who saw the pod crash land and adopted Aramis as her son, kind of like Superman. Uh, in the present, uh, Aramis is still alive. He did not age visibly. He's, he's a tall black guy, kind of like uh, John Stewart, um, Justice League broad shoulders, but he has remained to look the same because he's living forever and he just continues to take on the identity of his kid and it's just like oh just strong genetics but icon um tried to capture i think it was i think it was a group or a team that was robbing something and, and it basically he got a sidekick uh from the team that he was taking in she tried to get away from him couldn't uh ended up helping him become a better superhero and then becoming a sidekick so you have icon and then rocket 
uh, cool super uh, superhero team. There's more to be read on Patreon about him. But let's turn the screen so you can take a look and see what he uh, looks like. The iconic red bodysuit and green cape and glowing hands. And here's Rocket with her Gambit slash Jubilee type look uh, with the jacket and the uh, body armor mask. But let's get back to it. So remember each episode there's a different uh, black character that we uh, we honor and celebrate whether it's in comics anime video games whatever it is if there's characters that we haven't hit that you want talked about on the show let us know send an email to elijahbaileyshow at gmail.com or on any of the social medias and we'll get to those at the end of the show or you can look at the commercial break um, and follow those links follow the socials in the news we have yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of news, so let's get into it. Uh, the pups. Uh, we have Chewbarca, we have Kylo Ren, and we have uh, Little Lord Vader, and uh, Darth Vader, the actual physical actor. Dave Prowse passed away today at eighty-four years old. So everybody knows that the man, the myth, the voice the daddy of Hakeem himself is not inside that suit. Earl James Jr. Earl James Jones is not inside the suit. It is uh, David Prowse and he passed away. So uh, he will be missed. There was also like another death. That's uh, like escaping me. It's like something that briefly just happened. I just found out about and I was like, damn dude, everybody's just dying. Um, but let's get to the next bit of news out of straight out of comics. This one I have not read, but I keep hearing good things about. I think we might have covered it one month because it looked interesting. But X of Swords, Marvel's X-Men crossover is surprisingly good. It's a surprisingly good fantasy story um, in the combination of everything. So Marvel's new X-Men crossover event, X of uh, Swords, has turned out to be a surprisingly good fantasy story. A few fans saw it coming when the event was first announced. And uh, the premise of the crossover, the X-Men having to go to war, uh, yeah, go to war for the new homeland using 10 mystic swords uh, seemed like the average comic book gimmick. The House of X reboot of uh, that Jonathan Hickman and the X-Men creative team put together seemed more sci-fi heavy than anything, with the sole uh, exception of Excalibur, um, which hasn't been the most popular book in the new uh, Dawn of X line. But the fantasy element that grew out of Excalibur has flourished in X-Swords. Uh, the first thing that X-Swords has done is transform its primarily se uh, primary setting of Marvel's Otherworld into a much more rich and interesting realm of Marvel's universe. Otherworld, or Avion, has been around since Jack Kirby and Stanley first built the fa uh, fantastical realm of the Marvel Universe, but it's hard to argue that the realm itself has ever been more interesting than what X of Swords has done with it. X of Swords has invested a lot of time, panels, and chart work uh, to establish a larger layout uh, of Otherworld in various kingdoms, various species, and their psycho-political uh, order. Some X-Men fans definitely have a problem with that, as they feel the world-building uh, is a bait-and-switch on a big battle event of the X-Ward Promise. Uh, that question aside, Otherworld now has much more interesting place to occupy in future Marvel stories. Uh, the crooked marker alone uh, could keep us happy for years. A proper evil, which is the next thing this story offers. Every story needs a good villain, and this may be a hot take, but X of Swords has introduced one of Lady uh, Saturnite, 
uh, and Saturnine is, uh, has been in Marvel Universe for a while, since the 1980s, but she never felt more interesting or relevant than she has in the Dawn of X uh, version of Excalibur Mythos. Exoswords has taken her to a next level, and uh, her tournament of godlike control over it and the various X-Men combatants um, has changed the game. Uh, there's also been a slow peeling of layers to reveal the more twisted and nefarious mastermind behind everything that's going on. So I think the bigger story is like, instead of just falling on old plot points is like mutant rights, civil rights and this, we have a actual crisis where people are dying. There's some, there's some kind of tournament, there's something going on and nobody knows why, because one of the oldest characters in the game has made it so but has that been a part of a plan all along or not um there there are a couple more things that they go into and again we got this bit of news from comicbook.com you can always go there to find anything uh like really they're the source for uh like a well-rounded source for everything video games comics star wars uh what else do they do the walking dead uh, just anything you need. So uh, we get uh, quite a few articles from here, but go ahead and make sure to check them out. Um, but to keep on uh, theme with the X of Swords, um, I don't know if the next one is Apocalypse or not. X of Swords brings back. Okay. So there's two things. Apocalypse gets an upgrade in the Marvel's X of Swords crossover, but the X of Swords brings back Captain Britain Corps to Marvel Comics uh, with a twist. So I want to go to Captain Britain Corps because Captain Britain is a character that I think people might only know from like the Lego series just because they're unlocking characters, but he has a really good history of Marvel, and it's funny. Um, so we will go... Trying to see, we'll go knuckle deep into this because I don't want to you know, hit all these spoilers. Um, ooh, that would be a tough one. Okay, here we go. Marvel's X of Swords is officially over, and the uh, final three issues released this week, making an explosive finale in the uh, twenty-two part crossover uh, through the body count for the event wasn't as high as we might have expected. It did end with a major new shift in Marvel Universe, including Apocalypse, staying with his wife in Amnith and leaving Croco behind. Uh, Wolverine perhaps having a major antagonist waiting in the wings for him. And Mr. Sinister remains tricky. And uh, there's a Mr. Sinister comic that came, that's coming out in December as well. That It's really interesting. Him grieving and having pain over his fallen team. Um, there was also one minor thing, a Jonathan Hickman pickup, a plot thread that he started in, uh, 2013 run on new Avengers as he brought back the Captain Britain Corps. Captain Britain Corps is, uh, the multiverse army led by Queen Saturni out of the Starlight Citadel and they were wiped out uh, in Marvel continuity by the, uh, <laughs> in, uh, crucian of, uh, Hickman's new Avengers run. Uh, and led up to the Secret Wars. As the final issue of the X of Swords revealed, however, the entire event was seemingly set up by her uh, so that she could uh, reassemble the Captain Britain Corps and reunite with her uh, one true love, Brian uh, Bardock. The twist of uh, the course is that his sister 
Betsy Bardock was a wielder of the Starlight Sword and previous established as the uh, as a rightful Captain Britain. So you can surmise from there what happens and the rest I'm going to leave up to uh, your imagination. But again, like I said, I like the fact that they're changing those things. So basically... Um, Apocalypse upgrade is him choosing a different path and 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 will this ruin that? This actually might ruin it. If you want to find out, if you want to be spoiled, go to patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey show because now I think about it, it might ruin uh, some of the other plot in that storyline. But here's one thing that I'm envious about Hulu Black Friday drops the deal a one year subscription for a dollar 99 a month now the deal that's fucked up about it is it doesn't apply to me who bought the whole fucking disney plus bundle um but it's still cool because you can be a current subscriber a new subscriber if you uh haven't had an active account for three months you are eligible for the dollar 99 for 12 months for the for the year dollar 99 per month a year um, going into 2021. So go to Hulu, sign up. If you haven't had an active account, all you have to do, if you do have an account and you want to just pay a dollar 99 for the whole, like a month for a year, make a new email, make a new account, do it. But it's, it's there for black Friday. Um, there's a lot of things are on there. The new Animaniacs is on Hulu, which we haven't talked about, but it's fucking amazing. Uh, watched a few episodes and some of the stuff is kind of, time sensitive because it's already happened um but some of the other stuff kind of hits on the nose so i'm liking that and there's a lot of other things that are coming to hulu which they should really be going to like hbo or disney i'm not sure why they're going to hulu but it's a dollar 99 per month for a year go ahead and do it take advantage of it now that being said black panther on disney plus is updated with the marvel studios logo tribute to chadwick boseman so if you have not seen it yet go to disney plus on your account play uh black panther from the beginning and it's a new role and it's kind of like the same one they did for stan lee when he passed away um during i think it was ant-man 2 was the next film that came out uh but yeah make sure to go and check that out why is this in my face uh there we go Mm, let's see keeping on uh task marvel officially cancels several series now this is coming straight from the editors and there's a lot of things saying that like paperback comics are, are getting ready to just go out of existence and we won't be using them anymore um but here's a list uh or here's a full list of titles and you can go to patreon.com to see that as well but we have 2020 ironheart issue 1 2020 ironheart issue 2 amazing spider-man annual 21 uh for smile edition uh amazing spider-man uh, daily bugle issue 3 4 and 5 black cat issue 13 doctor strange issue 7 ghost rider issue 8 and 9 morbius issue 6 7 and 8 Robert E. Howard's Dark uh, Angus uh, issues three, four, and five. Scream Curse of Carnage issues six, seven, and eight. Silver Surfer Black Director's Cut issue one and two. Star Wars Rises of Star Worker uh, Adaption issue one. Valkyrie Jane Foster issue eleven and twelve, and then X X Men Dawn of X Saga one um, are all going to be cut. Uh, and then they said that it isn't limited to. Um, 
Let's see. To take it steps further, next week uh, we'll see the publisher begin the King and Black crossover event, which will uh, move across a number of titles throughout the Marvel Universe and isn't limited to the Venom slash Spider-Verse titles. Uh, You'll see the Avengers. So what they're doing is trying to just revamp. Hang on. Revamp everything that's going on at Marvel Comics because the sales haven't been good. Stuff hasn't been going out. Um, some of these titles, I don't know really why they're getting rid of. And maybe they're, I mean, maybe the, the sales aren't there. They're not as popular. I mean, they make the decision based off of it, like economic principles, but I still think the stories that are being told were good enough to keep. I don't know. Cause I mean, you're capitalizing off, you're capitalizing off of them in the films, but it's not like they're losing the IP. So at any point in time, they could bring it back. So... I guess it's not a big deal, but, um, yeah, I don't know. We're losing those, but we're gaining something different by Batman Beyond's origin gets a major tweak. Thanks to Booster Gold. And I thought this was interesting because Booster Gold, again, is a time traveling janitor. He wants to be a hero. He gets a super suit, goes back in time because he knows the future. He wants to change things or help out. And it doesn't really, really help, but. The origin story of Terry McGinnis, the Batman at the center of Batman Beyond, gets a fairly significant tweak in this week's issue of the comic. The character originally created uh, for TV and appearing in the near-future DC universe that didn't have dozens of hundreds of masked uh, Avengers on duty now has a modern-day DC superhero or two. Um, this comes from uh, uh, the tweak to the uh, mythology that Dan Jurgens used to slip into the runner was Booster Gold all the time. So um, in the previous issue, Batman Terry McGinnis was attacked by his version of Bruce Wayne and Booster Gold appeared in the Batcave to whisk him away to the past. Bruce had already killed Terry's younger brother. Booster warned, but uh, Booster warned, but it's still... Uh, but it can still be stopped by going back in time from preventing it. So basically Bruce gold sweeps in to save him from being killed by Batman in this universe. And now he's on a war path and he might be, you know, teaming up with the jokers. He might be saving, um, ink ink blot. What her name? Uh, I think it's ink ink blot. The girl, uh, he might be partnering with some of these villains to get Batman for what he's doing. So, uh, and then last but not least in the straight out of comics news this week, wonder woman, 1984 releases on HBO max, December 25th, right on Christmas day. So fucking at 1201, 12 at midnight, you can open your presents while watching wonder woman and it costs you nothing extra. So Disney plus charged extra for Mulan that's not going to happen for uh, HBO max. They've went out of the way to tell people whatever you pay monthly is what you pay. It's nothing more. You get to see this and we're going to see a whole bunch of other releases just like this happen, uh, over the next couple of months. I know, um, Disney plus does everything quarterly. So, um, I think WandaVision will be getting January, 2021, and that'll be what they do at Disney Plus there. And then we'll have another one come. And I think Black Widow sometime in the summer, one of those months, will drop then. Um, but, yeah, they push back WandaVision. It's supposed to come out this year, coming out January 2021. So, whatever. And then HBO Max is getting an adult um, 
version, like a, a DC Black label. So we'll be able to see things like Deadpool uh, and and other um, adult content being made. And I think Disney is doing it as well. I had to stop for a second because I think Disney is, and Disney has never done anything like that. So I think Disney is as well. So you see these two companies competing with each other. Disney Plus, I mean, they had the bundle with Hulu, ESPN, got hundreds of people signed up. There are some, some tech support issues, but they make money hand over foot. Everybody knew about it. HBO Max, I didn't know about it. It was very like quiet. I don't think they had as big of a rush to pay for HBO Max because you still had HBO. And then most of the stuff that is on HBO Max has different homes like Crunchyroll, Adult Swim. Uh, Studio Ghibli did not have a place, so now it does. Uh, they do have a lot of original content coming out. Uh, shout out to uh, Danny Fernandez, who has two shows coming out on uh, HBO Max. And I do believe, I don't want to say, I think somebody else does, but let me check before we give him a shout out because you'll know we'll probably do it next week as we talk about more HBO Max shit. But they have so much stuff. I think they also have uh, uh, Rick and Morty on there. So uh, we should be seeing like adult brand adult branches within both Disney plus and HBO max. Uh, so they can compete with each other, but also offer, you know, the type of shit they offer. You're going to get star Wars, the Marvel films, Jeff Goldblum and Disney plus, and then HBO max. You're going to get stuff like Lovecraft country. It's fucking amazing. Insecure ballers. You're going to get fucking, um, to love Rue, uh, dragon ball, super, uh, Rick and Morty. So, be on the lookout for that stuff. Um, and with that, let's take our first pause for the cause because my head has been bumping today. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with the Elijah Bailey Show after this. Are you a thug, pickpocket, mafioso, yakuza, delinquent, or just plain degenerate? Then you're exactly who we're looking for. If you don't mind getting your hands dirty and you want to travel the Southeast Asian waters taking what you want and giving nothing back, then come to the center of town and sign up to be a part of the Lagoon's crew. We guarantee food and shelter, more or less, and the time of your life. Let's face it, mechs can be expensive initially and to maintain. Do yourself a favor and cut the cost down to the bare nuts and bolts. Studies show that regular application of GW40 can reduce the wear and tear from exposure to harsh environments. Joints clog with sand? GW40 will fix it. Visors covered in ice and frost with a little GW40? Watch as it melts right off. Save your mech time and money with GW40. 
Gundam. See, that was even slow because I'm just like, oh, the lag is real. The lag. The lag over here is real. Let's get to the thing I wanted to talk about. The thing that I woke up for last night. And I saw I saw the weigh-ins of Iron Mike Tyson. And then I saw Roy Jones Jr. Um, and just like... All of the interviews that we've seen, we saw Roy Jones Jr. on um, Joe Rogan talking about he need to be ready because Mike is, is coming forward and he knows he's dangerous and he's in a spot to where he uh, he could die. And yet he still kind of, uh, I don't know, fought like that last night. Um, I saw the way in. So the the interviews, it looked like he was scary. And Mike was like, I'm going to come out. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to kill people. I'm going to eat his children, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, Mike's kind of sounding like the old Mike, but you still look kind of old. Let's see what he what he looks like. Oh. Oh, okay. He's hitting them. He's, he's fucking them mitts up. Okay. His head movement's there. And is he's how old? Okay. He's that old? Okay. Oh. Oh, and he's not that tired? Okay, yeah, I think Mike's going to win. That was my decision. And then I watch as it goes on. He doesn't interview Joe Rogan. Said he did 30 seconds. He was fucking hurting for a week. And he's talking about how hard the training is and the comeback. I was like, oh, Mike not, might not be ready. Maybe this, maybe the body cannot come, come back. Maybe it's not a thing. And then we get to the weigh-ins and we're looking at, at his weight, you know. From the side, his midsection just a little bit out further than his chest, but I mean, you know, he's in fairly good shape for being over 50. And then Roy Jones Jr. comes out and, in if you guys ever seen the movie, the great white hype, that's what kind of shape Roy Jones Jr. came out in. And I was kind of upset because I was like, you know, I, I remember what he looked like. I remember what he did in the ring. And I was like, this, he's not, and I was, I was telling Jessica, I was like, "Oh, I remember when I was when I was gaining weight and I was heavy. I I couldn't move like I wanted to. He ain't he ain't about to win." And uh, you know they can't knock each other out, so it's like, what's going to happen? I don't I don't understand how this boxing is going to happen. Somebody's going to have to die. Like it it looks like he's going to die. He's not ready for this fight, and he um. Roy Jones Jr. came out pot belly, which is, it's whatever, whatever. Started throwing hands um, and kind of running away. And that's fine. When he asked them what round it was and how many rounds he had left, I knew he didn't want none. And then you could just see he was frantically fighting. He was like throwing jabs and not looking. He was moving. He was really trying not to get hit. And this motherfucker is a clinch cling. If you ever had a stage one clinger, this is him. He's a clinch king. He grabbed onto Mike 
over and over again, which, I mean, Snoop is ultimate commentator. We need him for everything. But everybody was talking about they need to separate them and give them room and space to fight because it's a boxing match. And he signed up to fight. Now, he also did not want to fucking die. So I understand that. But I, I did want to see him box a little bit more. He did get some combos and hits on Mike, but they didn't affect him. And then when Mike was punching him, this motherfucker was moving across the ring. He did not want any part of him. The one punch that I saw hit so clean. Oh, my God. I love this punch. I came when I saw it was a right hand hook to the body. Mike threw probably 11, 12 seconds out from the end of round seven. And it hit so clean that you saw Roy's face. And Roy was just like, like when you're taking that shit, this, uh, and it's like you're sweating and you feel like you're going to throw up and be, oh, it's coming from the nuts and you're about to vomit. That's what his face looked like. But he also kept looking at Mike and he was just covering up like in the most like, I don't want to fucking get hit anymore. And I understand it. I didn't want him to get hit anymore either. I wanted him to just go ahead and just lose and, and, and not get hit anymore. And um, he, 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 he continued to, to do what he does. Um, it, it was, it was, it was weird to see both of them boxing and I'm trying to <sighs> fuck it. I don't care. We're about to, we're about to look at this bitch. We better see all these hoes right now. All right, let's 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 get into it, okay? Here they are coming out. We're about to see the physiques of the fighters. Um, if you guys already didn't see, uh, there's there's Roy. There he is punching and like moving off to the side. Now, like I said, he did get jazzed, but as you can see, Mike is still going forward, and Mike walked through all of his technique, and when, and I've said this before, if it's power versus speed, look at him. He, That's Roy Jones at the end of round one. Like, it's showing seven to eight, but, like, no shit. Like, look at those punches. They're so sparse their way. He's just getting hit in the body, like, like a little kid just, like, flailing. I had to take my glasses off. Sorry. If you're not watching, I had to take my glasses off. If you're watching, my head hurts so damn bad because he he did this. He's, he had his hands up with his eyes closed, moving, taking body shots. And I was like, dude, if your abs are not in shape, if you have not been fighting in the last, I don't know how fucking long, why would you take body shots? You know each one of these shots puts you down. But that was the fight. He was not in shape. He's not ready for the fight. You know, at the end of round one, he was huffing and puffing super bad. Mike was just like, yeah, mm -hmm. no, I'm good. No, I'm good. And Roy just, what round is it, coach? Are we almost done? He's like, we, no, it's the first round. And the, it was the whole match was 15, 15, 16 minutes. I mean, it was short. But. Uh, this, the, if you watch Mike, Mike can still fight. He's still capable. He's probably going to be sore fighting that many rounds, you know, afterwards. And then he's probably going to be sedentary. There might be a whole deal of legends fights, but 
there was times where he was dodging, he was swaying and moving, and he just put the jab out and touched it on his face. Put it and touched it. But then there was some of the motherfucking hooks, boy. If Roy Jones, he Roy dodged a fucking hook that was coming for his head, and then Mike stepped and threw a right hand uppercut, and he like swayed back, and I said. God damn, Roy's got something. He's got his feet aren't fast. They're flat feet. They're not fast feet. But he got out the way of the punches, and they called it a draw. It wasn't a draw. Mike Mike won that. Mike won that hands down. Even he was in reserve while Roy Jones was like full blown fighting. But I commend both of them for getting in shape uh, as best they could in this time to get ready for this and and do the fight. And I want to see more of it. Evander Holyfield's coming back. Um, hopefully he looks better than what he did in his last video because he was like, boom, 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 just like eyes closed, making fast noises, boom, 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 and doing one hand at a time, just doing all crazy shit. I was like, oh no, please don't let Evander fight Mike Tyson because Mike is gonna fucking kill this man. Not even looking at his punches, this man's throwing punches with with Jesus on his shoulder right now. But hopefully he's got it together. Hopefully they got some other fighters that are coming in. Uh, Nate Robinson. God damn. Second round came out. I don't know where he was looking, but a right hook came over the shoulder and knocked him the fuck out. Uh, and it it whew, it was it was it was something. Watch that video. Everybody got Jake uh, Logan or Jake Paul confused with Logan Paul. Uh, they look the same. I mean, white. I don't know. But let's go right into anime and manga of the month. This month's anime of the month is Bam! Black Bullet. I wouldn't say this is a classic because um, it came out in 2014, like April 8, 2014. But it's, it's it's nice. Coming from Kinema Citrus and Orange by Shiden Kanzaki. Uh, 13 episodes and available on Crunchyroll and VRV. Black Bullet. In the year 2021, mankind was defeated by Gastra, uh, Gastra, a parasitic virus, and is forced to live within the walls made by uh, Varanium and Monolith, a metal that is uh, able to subdue Gastria. Soon, the cursed children, children born with Gastria viruses who are able to control it, which gives them superhuman abilities, were discovered. Due to the Gastria virus uh, intervention, the cursed children could only be female. Civil securities are formed to specialize in fighting against Gasteria, operating with a pair of an uh, with a pair of an initiator who are cursed children and a promoter serving as uh, the lead for the cursed children. So you have a promoter paired with a uh, initiator. And again, this is the enemy of the month, Black Bullet. Fairly funny show, very weird, but you gotta like the weird. Again, Crunchyroll VRV. Manga of the month is to love Rue. Uh, again, click on the hyperlink. It'll take you where you can read or watch the anime and manga of the month. But, uh, shit, that's my battery. My bad. Everybody's like, where's the picture? Uh, to love Rue or Toraburu is a Japanese manga series written by Saki Hasume and illustrated by Kentaro Yabuki, created, uh, the creator of black cats, which is one of my favorite manga and anime of all time. Um, it's up there in the top 10. The, the manga was serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump magazine from April 20, uh, 2006 to August 2009, and the chapters collected in 18 Tokoban volumes. The title, uh, Toraburu, is the English uh, uh, loan word, trouble, 
or and rabu in english is loan word love so love trouble uh rito yuki had no idea planet uh, De- uh devaluk devaluk even existed uh when their princess lala transported into his bathtub but now he finds himself to be engaged to a beautiful girl with a pointy t- uh, pointed tail. Problem, various aliens are showing up on missions uh, of varied hostile intent. Uh, worse, the girl that Rito really loves is still completely unaware of his feelings. So again, a unrequited love, love triangle with an alien, almost like I can't think of the one anime that monica recommended to me but the bitch was wearing like a red jumpsuit and there's all cat people and they're all fucking like in heat and dogs somehow lived on earth and there were dog aliens there's this war between cat and dog aliens and a lot of anime shit but again anime of the month is black bullet manga of the month is to love rue Go to patreon.com forward slash slash bailey show to find all the information you need to find all this shit and more. That is the December comic recommendations. All of the articles and links I talked about the black comic book character of the month and anime and manga of the month and anything else that you need to know about the Elijah Bailey show. Thank you guys again for joining me for this hour long episode. This was a little bit long. I keep shedding my eyes. I, I, I was not lying about my headache. I have a headache. It's killing me, but Thank you for joining me. We got through the comic book week episode. Next week is going to be anime, and there is a shit ton of anime that I want to talk about, a lot of manga I want to talk about, so we will get to that next week. Again, Sunday, 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4.30-ish, maybe a little bit after. Like today, we started at 4.55. But uh, follow Black and Studios everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Follow The Elijah Bailey Show on their official Facebook page, The Elijah Bailey Show, or The Elijah Bailey Show group, uh, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, and um, Instagram at Elijah Bailey Show. Just top off the W on the end. That's S-H-O. Send your emails to Elijah Bailey Show at gmail.com or simply subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, uh, Spotify, um, Pandora, iHeartRadio. There's just so many places you can find the podcast. Alexa, uh, and the more that come out, they've added even more features on Podbeam, uh, which is our hosting site. So we'll be having more places where you can find and listen to the show each and every week, every Thursday when the show drops. If you want to watch live, twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000 or Edge Gaming on Facebook, which would actually be EJB Gaming. Uh, with the at sign in front, and it'll take you straight to our page, but you can watch the show live there. I'm Elijah 5000. Thank you guys for joining me for this solo dolo show, and Ahsoka has been named. It is Rosario Dawson, has been featured, The Mandalorian. If you guys are not watching, watch, because there's a lot of shit, and there might be a guest appearance from somebody from The Mandalorian on this show at some point in time, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Thank you, guys. I'm Elijah 5000. I'll catch your ass in the next podcast. I'm out.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckety appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.